The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons who came. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterward changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. In the story in Genesis of the fall of Adam and Eve, we're all familiar with the story, the fall of humanity. God says, don't eat of the fruit in the center. And they do. And the first effect, can you remember the first effect of that sin, that original sin? Anyone remember what it was? They realized they were naked. Suddenly, humanity had a capacity when we're separated from God to not like ourselves, to be ashamed of us, to see the way God made us and somehow want to cover it up. The extension is that generations later, we somehow feel better because of the label on our clothes or the label on our shoes or on our handbag or somehow find meaning in the label on our car. It's, it's endemic to the human condition beyond just wanting to look good. You know, it's, imagine if you had saved up money and you wanted to buy a perfect boat just for you for your fishing expeditions or whatever. And you're sitting in your, in your driveway and the next day the neighbor pulls up with just a little bit better boat, a little bit better nav system and fish finder equipment and a little bit of cooler reels. Suddenly the perfect boat doesn't seem so perfect, but the boat never changed. What changed was your heart and your mind. This in brokenness of the human condition, it's like Augustine says, like throwing water into a hole in the sand. Like you can pour as much water into that sand and it's never going to fill it. That it's something else that helps define us, that helps us get true meaning. And that's why in the second reading is one of the great masterpieces of Christian literature. This letter to the Philippians, Paul wrote it around the year, in the year 50s, somewhere around there, but most, most scholars think of it as a hymn that actually probably dated 15 to 20 years earlier, so it, it's one of the earliest parts. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. Those lines go back to the earliest, earliest Christian community and are probably the most ancient of Christian literature. But in it is found the answer to the problem composed and uh, provoked by our shame, by Adam and Eve, by our ability to dislike ourselves, by our ability to try and find meaning in things or in labels or in my curriculum vitae. 
Something deeper has to happen. So listen to this. Though he was in the form of God, that claim is revolutionary, that Jesus Christ is the form of God. Never said about any other religious personality in any of sacred scripture. They never make a claim about the prophets or anybody. That he was God. And rather, he emptied himself. He did not, always in the form of God, Jesus did not, take, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. Which means, out of his choice in his divine will, chose to enter into the human condition. He takes on full humanity. This is a crucial and important point. All throughout the, the, the great scholars of the church from the earliest church realized that Jesus had to be fully human. That's why he was born of the Virgin Mary. Started as a zygote, like each one of us. A couple cells splitting. He takes on full humanity because otherwise he wouldn't redeem us. The, the reparation of our sin had to come on behalf of humanity. If we weren't truly sorry, if we didn't take responsibility, then there cannot be forgiveness. If I say I'm sorry and I don't really mean it, then there is no real forgiveness. And so it is that Jesus is taking on humanity. He takes on humanity and for us. It says he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. You see, he enters into our slavery. The slavery that makes my boat look second rate when somebody gets a nicer one. The slavery of trying to put on a label or think that what I do is going to, what I do for a living or what I drive is going to somehow make me happy at the core of my being. None of which are bad in and of themselves, but never answer the problem. He enters in the slave, taking the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of men. And he emptied himself. A crucial notion of this. Jesus empties into this and empties himself. Suddenly, we realize, wait a second. Jesus didn't come to accumulate stuff. He came to empty himself. Taking our form and then emptying himself out for us. Accepting even death. Death on a cross. The power of that last line is that it was the most ignominious, hideous way only reserved for the dregs of society. Those who had committed the worst crime suffered crucifixion. Even death. Death on a cross. So we realize that Christ empties himself and goes into the muck and gathers all of our muckiness to himself. All of our hatred, all of our pettiness, all of our greed. And nails it to a cross. Transforms it once and for all. But you see, this is the of the Christian being. It's not what we have. It's what we give. It's not what we accumulate. It's rather what we surrender that we find meaning. It's not in filling ourselves up, but rather emptying ourselves. And it's how we give is the way to find true peace in our hearts, my brothers and sisters. This is the challenge for each one of us to look and to say, where am I telling myself this lie and where is the Lord asking me to hand it over? And I'm not just talking about giving of ourselves in financial terms. I'm talking about 
giving of ourselves in terms of being inconvenienced. I'm talking about giving of ourselves to have a little time of prayer, giving of ourselves to not rush out right after communion, giving of ourselves in whatever way the Lord is asking us. He's reaching in, but he doesn't grab us. He asks us to grab him. And the place where that happened is in reconciliation. Not just for Advent, not just for Lent. But where he reaches in and says, hey, let me free you from whatever enslaves you right now. Be it little or big, empty yourself and let me, me who empties himself, fill you. Praise be Jesus Christ.